Good evening, sports world. What is happening? Chris Dell here from the Family Feud Sports Podcast on Go Baller FFS, here to bring you our weekly NFL Quick Picks podcast, our divisional round special, breaking down all NFL games against the spread this wonderful playoff weekend ahead. Sitting next to my co-host slash father, a.k.a. the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, former Tampa Bay Bucks beat writer, and Mr. Birthday Boy, a happy B.I.G. born day to Mr. Alan Dell over here. What do you turn 29 years old today? Man, join the club. How does it feel to be part of the 29 club? Well, age is, is a state of mind. And in China, they revere ageless wonders when they get past 60 and 70. So I'll look at it that way. Okay, so so aging like fine wine over here, Mr. Allen Dell. We're going to jump right into things here, breaking down one game apiece in each of our segments of this podcast this weekend and talking about the first game on Saturday afternoon. The Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds, going on the road to play the other birds, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Carson Wentzless Philadelphia Eagles, that is. Eagles an impressive 13-3 this year, 7-1 at home. But the Falcons' huge win at the Los Angeles Rams in the wildcard weekend round last weekend. And are you surprised? Atlanta Falcons, three-point dogs, uh, favorites on the road. No, I'm not surprised. I mean, the Eagles are two, two teams, one with Carson Wentz and one without him. doesn't matter who the other quarterback is. In this case, it's Nick Foles. It's the first time in NFL history that a number one seed is the underdog going into the divisional round. But it's not a surprise. Uh, as I said, the Eagles are two different teams. They're going to have trouble scoring points. The Eagles have one of the best defensive lines in the NFL, and it's going to be up to that unit to put the pressure on Matt Ryan, And but it's going to be awful tough. I guess the question is here, which team has the pressure or the expectations? Because obviously Atlanta's now favored, although they're on the road. This is a game that people wouldn't expect Atlanta to win if Wentz is playing. So are you saying you have no faith in Nick Foles for this game? Well, you know, it could come back down to J.H.I., the running back for the Eagles. Uh, Atlanta had a hard time with him when he was with Miami or early in the season. He had 130 yards, and uh, Miami eked out a win. So that, that could be maybe the, the ace in the hole for the Eagles. But otherwise, they're going to have a rough time. I, I, I don't see them scoring a lot of points. The question is, can uh, the Eagles hold Matt Ryan down? He hasn't had any multiple TD games in quite a while. Well, the Falcons looking like they're regained, uh, they've regained that momentum from last season when they went on a run to the Super Bowl before the epic collapse there in the second half against the Patriots. But Atlanta winners of four of their last five and three of those wins against the Saints, the Panthers, and the Rams last weekend. So three very impressive victories for the Falcons in the last month, basically, of football that they played. Julio Jones looking like he'll suit up, although he's been hobbled all year, so will be effective in this game, I believe, as long as he's on the field in uniform. And you look at the Philadelphia Eagles, since they lost Carson Wentz in that game against the Rams, the game they won 43-35, to uh, Philly hasn't won a game by double digits since Wentz went down with an injury. They beat, they struggled to beat the Giants 34-29 to the following week after that. The week after that, they struggled to beat the Raiders 19-10. to So Philadelphia's last good outing was over a month ago. It's the last time they played impressive football. So will that be a factor that plays in Atlanta's favor? Well, one advantage, another advantage for Atlanta is they have the toughest, they had the second toughest schedule in the NFL. Uh, the Eagles had a middle-of-the-road type schedule. I think that's going to help Atlanta. You just wonder uh, how much burnout they're going to have from last week's uh, tough win in the first round of the playoffs. You, you like Matt Ryan, a quarterback. He's a veteran, experienced. He doesn't fold under pressure. Um, 
even though you can look at last year's Super Bowl, so you, you just gotta like them in every phase. Uh, I see them having the edge all over the place, but I like again. I like Matt Ryan. I think he's cool character. Matty Ice, baby. Yeah, it's gonna be up to the defensive front for Philadelphia to put some pressure on him and make him make him uh, make some mistakes. Last week. Uh, there was pressure, but he actually ran, which is unusual for him. So now, that we're get, so now that we're getting at the wrap up this segment here, what's your pick on the game, man? What's your final score, Mr. Yeah, Godfather? I, I like Atlanta in this one, uh, 24. I think they can put up that, and I, and I don't think Philadelphia's going to score that much. So I'll take Atlanta 24-13. 24-13, so covering the spread for you. I also have Atlanta covering the spread in a 28-17 victory. And we mentioned the, uh, the Eagles haven't won a game by double digits since losing Carson Wentz. Before that, they had won seven games by double digits in a short span of time. So big game on the docket between the Dirty Bird Bowl of the weekend. We'll be right back with our picks for Tennessee at New England. Thanks for tuning in, Sports World. We'll be right back. And we are back, Sports World. Welcome to part two of our NFL Quick Picks podcast, our divisional round special. I am your host, Chris Dell, the mad journalist, sitting next to the godfather, Mr. Alan Dell, a.k.a. the birthday boy of the night. And talk about ages and birthdays and born days. How about Tom Brady and Marcus Mariota, 16 years and 88 days apart in age. I don't know if you call this the old man's bowl, the young man's bowl, the gunslinger bowl, what have you, but the last time these two quarterbacks met was actually two years ago in 2015 where Marcus Mariota injured his knee in that ball game in a 33-16 loss back in December 2015. So I'll let you take this one, Mr. Allen Dell, the godfather. Titans at New England. New England favored by a whopping 13 and a half points. Do they have a chance to cover this spread, or will Tennessee actually make this a tough game for New England? Well, as they say, anybody has a chance, but it's pretty doubtful. I mean, I think New England's going to roll. I just think there's too many problems for Tennessee. They've struggled all year. A lot will depend on Marcus Mariota. He's finally healthy now, which really helps. It's Puts him into a dual-threat quarterback. He, he's he's running. He ran well last week, and I think that might have been the difference in that upset over Kansas City, and I don't know what happened in that game in the Kansas City. But, but he caught a touchdown pass, too, so yeah, talk about a, a triple threat right there, Marcus Mariota. Yeah, he's the only quarterback that I ever saw, I've ever seen, catch his own touchdown pass, but he did it. Uh, Tom, But he's going against Tom Brady, Brady, excuse me, one of the greatest, if not the greatest quarterback of all time, uh, the last time. Uh, by the way, the Tennessee Titans have never won in Foxborough. The last time the organization won was 1993 when they were called the Houston Oilers. I don't think that's going to change. A long time ago, and just to jump in here, Tom Brady, 40 years old, Marcus Mariota, 24 years old. This is Tom Brady's 35th playoff game of his career. This is Marcus Mariota's second game of his playoff career. How much will that gap in age and experience be a factor in this game, in your opinion? Well, there's a lot of factors. Uh, there's Bill Belichick. You know, the, the wonder, the greatest coach of all time, maybe. Mr. Hoodie. Yeah, man, pro football. I just think it's too much for Tennessee to overcome. I think they should be happy, and they may they may be content. They got to the second round. Nobody expect, nobody expected them to do it. They've really been in playoff mode. This will be the third week in a row they've been in playoff mode because they had to win their final regular season. Right, they beat the yeah, Jags yeah. in the regular season finale and then beat the Chiefs last weekend. So that's back-to-back impressive wins for the Titans. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Mariota is ranked uh, sixth in the NFL with, in third-down passer rating, which is kind of interesting. Of course, Brady's got him because he's ranked number one. 
Mariota's thrown 13 TD passes and 15 interceptions, which is not good. But he's been hurt a good part of the year, and he was hurt before the season. It cut down on his practice time. Well, you look at the Patriots overall, 11-1 and since starting the season out, 2-2. Two and two. So, yeah, they haven't played in a few weeks, but this is a team with a lot of momentum going into the playoffs this season. Uh, recent news of this week, Chris Hogan, wide receiver for the Patriots, expected to play. So you look at the, you know, just the between these two teams, I'm going to say it again. The only chance is for Tennessee to make this a ball game or potentially pull off an upset is Derrick Henry, an X-Factor at running back. He is the X-Factor for the Tennessee Titans. Better off when DeMarco Murray doesn't play because you give them momentum and the chance to build that over the game over four quarters with a guy like Derrick Henry who needs the snaps, needs the reps, but he's got to take care of the ball. And the question is, will your boy James uh, will your boy James Harrison, Mr. Benedict Arnold, be a factor in this game, first game with the Patriots in the playoffs? Yes, uh, the media is trying to make a, a lot out of this supposed rift within the uh, New England organization between Brady Belichick and the owner, but I, I don't I don't see anything of that happening. Well, they're not going to admit it, even if it is happening. Yeah, but he, I don't see it. W- it would matter either way. These guys are pros. They're professionals. Been at it a long time, so I don't think that's going to affect the outcome. If anything, it might make them play harder. So. I mean, it'll take a miracle for uh, Tennessee to win. Mariota's going to have to play like Joe Montana. and uh, It's your boy right there, man. Yeah. So the question is, do, does New England cover the spread? Let's say you got the Patriots. What's yeah, your I final do, score I, I in this game? I got New England winning 34-17. Oh, so you got a blowout win for the Patriots. I actually think this game's going to be somewhat close with all the momentum Tennessee's had. No expectations on their shoulders. They got to the second round, like you said. They saved their coaches head head coaching job and Mike Malarkey. So this team's got nothing to lose. The Patriots have everything to lose. Potential legacies on the line with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady for next season. What's going to happen? A lot of rumors in the media, like you mentioned. I've got New England winning a tight ball game, 27-21, to not covering the spread. Tennessee will have a chance in the final minutes to potentially win or tie this game. You'll see Sports World will be right Sports World, what is good? Welcome back to our NFL Quick Picks podcast on Go Baller FFS, our divisional round special. I am your host, Chris Dell, the Mad Journalist. You can find me on social media at M-A-D-D Journalist. That's Mad Journalist with two D's sitting next to the Godfather, Mr. Alan Dell. You can find him at A-Dell Sports on Twitter. That's A-D-E-L-L Sports on Twitter. And jumping into the first game of Sunday this weekend, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Pittsburgh Steelers, a rematch of week five in which Jacksonville had a huge road win, 30-9 over the Steelers earlier in the year. That's the game, if you remember, where Big Ben threw five interceptions and Blake Bortles in typical Blake Bortles fashion in that game, 95 passing yards, no touchdowns, plus an interception, but yet somehow Jacksonville scores 30 points. That was a huge game for Leonard Fournette, by the way. 28 carries, 181 yards, and two touchdowns, including a 90-yard touchdown run, probably the biggest play of his young career to date. So, Mr. Allen Dell, Pittsburgh Steelers, favored by seven at Heinz Field. Will they turn it around, or will we see another Jaguars victory in this ballgame? Uh, yeah, I, I, the, the motivation is all on Pittsburgh's side. I mean, also, besides throwing five interceptions, two of them were returned for touchdowns. That's and right. You, if you remember after that game, Big Ben said, well, maybe I ought to retire. You know, maybe it's time. I think he was just 
being a little sarcastic, but some people took him seriously, or the media tried to make a story out of it. And now Le'Veon Bell saying he might retire. The news coming out today if he gets the franchise tag next year. Actually, the franchise tag might not be that bad money-wise. Well, to him, he doesn't want it, though. Yeah, I don't blame him for a running back. Absolutely. That's another story. Uh, the Steelers, they got to hope Antonio Brown is 100% healthy. I don't know if he is. He's supposed to play, but reports are that he may or may, not, may, or may not be 100%. Uh, yeah, he's on the field, which is going to be an X factor, and that'll free up weapons for the Pittsburgh Steelers on that side of the ball for, for sure. And, he, you know, he's been working out with my boy Chad Ochocinco, a.k.a. Chad Johnson, these last this last week leading up to this game. You look back at that uh, week five outing in which Jacksonville won 30-9. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think it means much because – Steelers completely turned it around. Pittsburgh Steelers 10 and 1 since starting off the season 3 and 2. 10 and 1 with the only loss being to New England a few weeks back and that's since the Jacksonville loss they are 10 and 1. So winners of 10 out of their last 11. Pretty impressive Steelers team looking right now as potential Super Bowl contenders. Jacksonville though on the other hand 7 and 3 since starting out the season 3 and 3. So both teams with some decent momentum going into this ball game. Also, Can Jacksonville's defense do anything again to limit Big Ben or force turnovers? That that's really X factor in this yeah, game. And you know what may may play a role is the weather too. It's supposed to be in the 20s, which could be a little rough for Jacksonville. They're not used to that. You know when when teams from the south come up north, they usually don't fare well. Every once in a while they do. I mean the year the Bucks beat the Eagles uh, that's the year they won the Super Bowl, but rarely uh, do they have success when, especially teams from Florida, going up north this time of year. So that could have an effect. You, you never know. Uh, you got to have a beast game from Leonard Fournette in this ball game. You got to have a beast performance from the defensive side of the ball. Jalen Ramsey doing his thing as always. That's what you need if you're the Jaguars to stay in this game because Blake Bortles will not keep up with Big no. Ben. I mean, in the first in the first down, I got to bring it up again because. Big Ben threw 55 passes, completed 33. If if Big Ben's throwing 40, 50 passes in this game, he's not throwing five picks to go along with that. So Antonio Brown back, whether he's fully healthy or not, I think he'll be healthy enough to make a difference. Juju Smith-Schuster, the electric rookie as a wide receiver, opposite of Antonio Brown, not to mention Le'Veon Bell. Do any of Le'Veon Bell's comments uh, earlier today in the news being reported, is that a distraction at all, or the Steelers team not, no, not, not worried about that right now? Uh, no, I think it's all the Jacksonville defense against Big Ben. Uh, you know, Jacksonville allows a league-low 68.5 passer rating, and they sack quarterbacks on 9.1% of their pass attempts, which is the second-best mark in the NFL. It's impressive. Uh, when Big Ben is under pressure, he doesn't throw as well, but not, not many quarterbacks do. So, I mean, obviously, the whole game plan for Pittsburgh Excuse me for Jacksonville is for pressure, but I don't think it's going to be good enough, and I don't think uh, they can score points. I like Pittsburgh 21 to 10 in this one. So they're covering the spread for you. I got them covering the spread, and this is my big blowout victory of the weekend. I got Pittsburgh 34, Jacksonville 13. Some some of you people in the sports world here have been hating on me for me hating on Jacksonville Jaguars. Like I. I, I I respect the defense. I do not respect the offense and Blake Bortles whatsoever. I think this team is vastly overrated, and it's going to show against a potent offense. They're not going to be able to do what they did in Week 5. Pittsburgh 34, Jacksonville 13, complete blowout in this one. Bring on Steelers and Patriots in the next round. We'll be right back with the final breakdown. New Orleans at Minnesota. Be right back. All right, so we saved the best for last, or at least the NFL did, which thankfully is going to be hands down, in my opinion, at least on paper. We'll see how it goes on the field. Best game of the weekend of the divisional round on our NFL Quick Picks podcast, breaking down the New Orleans Saints at the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings, my Super Bowl pick to win it all this year, is the first NFL team to ever win a Super Bowl on their home field, but 
this will be the toughest game that they have to play. A true test of Mike Zimmer and that Minnesota Vikings defense. Vikings favored by five at home again over the Saints. What do you have in this game, Mr. Allen Dell? Break it down. Your boy Drew Brees, can he pull the upset in this ballgame? You know, Drew, Drew Brees showed last week, you sell out to stop the run and he'll kill you. Amen to that. They tried to do that last week. He wound up throwing for 376 passing yards, two TDs. And and that was against the Rams. You could say this is a tougher team. They're playing tougher. Against the Panthers. Uh, Panthers, excuse me. I apologize for that. Uh, Yeah, this is going to be a tough one. I I like, there's too many weapons. I mean, when these two teams played the first game of the season or earlier in the season, it didn't mean mean anything. The Vikings won 29-19. But so many people, Sam Bradford was their quarterback. He's out, injured. Adrian Peterson was running back for for the Saints. He's got this a whole... Whole different script, except for Drew Brees is there, and you just can't sell out. Sell out on Brees. The old man will kill you if you try to stop the run. So if you're the Vikings, do you try to stop the pass or the run? That's the question in this game. Yeah, do they, they they try to flip the script and stop the pass? I mean, last week, everyone's talking about Alvin Kamara being the number one pick in fantasy that next year, one of the best backs in the league as a rookie, and the guy's got talent out the wazoo, that's for sure. Uh, New Orleans Saints offense held to 41 rushing yards altogether last week. That's Kamara and Ingram combined, but obviously not a big deal for the Saints. Like you said, Drew Brees, 376 passing yards in their victory over the Carolina Panthers. Their, their third win over the Panthers in as many attempts this season, so very impressive for them. And then talk about Case Keenum on the other side. Everyone's saying when Case Keenum comes back down to earth, Case Keenum is on earth. He is a good quarterback. This is how he plays. He was on some very bad teams before coming to Minnesota and getting this next shot to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. You look at Case Keenum, second in the NFL in completion percentage since being a starter. 67.6% completion percentage for Case Keenum. Total QBR, 69.6. That's number one in the NFL. Football Outsiders gave him the value per snap of being number one quarterback in the league. This guy's playing on a one-year deal for $2 million. Let's just say he'll be making a lot more money next season, whether he's in Minnesota or somewhere else. I still have the Vikings winning in this game, but man, call it a coin flip matchup because these are might, might be the two best teams in the NFL right now. That's including the Patriots and the Steelers on the other side in the AFC. Um, I mean, I, 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 I don't know what else to say about Keenum. I, I think he is one of the top five to ten quarterbacks in the NFL right now in, in this league. Yeah, well, he's going to be tested because one of the big improvements for the Saints is, is, it, is their defense. They were first in the NFC with 20 interceptions this year. Marcus Lattimore led them with five. So he's going to be, Case Keenum's going to be in for a big test. And, and whether he can handle it or not, it's a whole different story when you get in the playoffs. There's a whole bunch of pressure that these, these guys, especially these young guys, haven't seen. Uh, the, the thing for the Saints, they have, they're kind of banged up. They're banged up on the offensive line. They have a few injuries on the defensive line, and that's going to hurt. But again, you got the old man, Breeze. He's got a lot of weapons out there, and there's no better guy to have there in the, in the crunch, crunch time and Mr. Drew Brees. I mean, Sam Bradford was a quarterback for the Vikings in the last game. Dalvin Cook was their starting running back in that game. Adrian Peterson, as you mentioned, one of the starting running backs for the Saints in that game. So you can't even look at that matchup from earlier in the season, that week two matchup. Or was it was it week one when the Vikings yeah. beat them 29-19? to So completely different story now, months and months down the road. I've got Minnesota winning in this game. 
barely winning this game, not covering the five-point spread that Vegas has given them. I got Minnesota 24, New Orleans 23. I wouldn't be surprised if this game comes down to a last-second field goal. What say you, Mr. Allen? Yeah, like a real close one, too. Could be high-scoring. I, I like the Saints 28-27. Woo! One-point win for the Saints. I got a one-point win for the Vikings. If the Saints win, are they winning the Super Bowl for you? Or, 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 or well, is they, they still got to worry about getting past the next round? Well, they, they, they'll get there. I think they'll get there. We'll just take one week at a time. That's all we can do right now. You heard it here first, folks. Sports World, we appreciate you listening in, and we'll see you next week. Have a great week.